number one women's wrestling show on the planet and this is the wow after show we had the manifestation of a sister tag team match for all of the marbles and we also had the debut in singles competition of gi jane and sandy shore let's get into it y'all 10 9 8 7 6 5 4 3 2 1 0 Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Hey, 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 welcome, welcome, welcome to the WOW Superheroes After Show on Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Of course, I'm your girl, Stephanie Hardy, host and creator of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast, coming at you live everywhere you can listen to podcasts and on YouTube. And of course, color commentator for the Belladonna Division, Battle Club Pro, Black Girl Magic 2022, and soon to be Spartan Wrestling, and host and writer for this beautiful and amazing platform that you are blessed to see us on and of course i am not alone i am here with my fabulous tag team partner the amazing super mom creator of in cat we trust seer of movies interviewers of warriors katrina blake how are you cat hey hey super awesome intro i am fine uh, a little sleepy but otherwise i'm happy to be here with a super awesome episode of wow so i can't wait to talk about it Yes, and of course, our other sister, Emily Mayheller, was not able to join us tonight because she had work obligations. But I told her in the chat, you got to get that bread. So we do send her well wishes and hope that she'll be able to join us next week as we continue our adventures in the world of WOW. So because this is a special day um, in terms of us talking about women in wrestling, I wanted to share something special before we get into the proper episode of WOW. And of course, if you're in the comments, you know, and if you're watching us on Twitch, YouTube, and um, Facebook Live, please continue to watch and also engage in the comments and in the chat, and your, and your comments might pop up on the screen as we talk about the episode properly. But as a wrestling fan and as a fan of women's wrestling, I wanted to share something special that happened to me a year ago today having to do with women's wrestlers. So of course, with my show, The Hardy Wrestling Podcast, I was, I've been blessed to be in many different spaces. And last year, I was happy to be at Alabama Comic-Con, which is in Birmingham, my hometown. And they were able to have a women's wrestling panel that included the very likes of Trish Stratus, Lita, and Mickey James. Now, of course, all three of these women are basically easily on any person's Mount Rushmore of women's wrestling. So on today, one year ago, I just wanted to share, since this is a space where we talk about women's wrestling, I just wanted to share this special moment in this picture because this was the moment where during their panel, Trish Stratus remembered who I was from our meet and greet moment and actually, you know, invited me up there to ask all three of them one question. And I was blessed from that encounter and I haven't and I haven't really come down from it. Now, of course, I have come down from it because so much stuff has happened, you know, since then. But this was a really, you know, big blessing for me because they, they couldn't have, you know, they didn't have to do this. They didn't have to invite me up there or hold space for me to say anything. But they did. And they remembered, you know, that I had on my podcast stuff and they allowed me to go up there and ask them one question. And it was just really good to do that and be able to share 
um, my knowledge of wrestling and my knowledge of them and ask them, you know, what the best advice they ever got, you know, when they first started and how did they apply it to the rest of their careers? And then they asked me the same question. So this moment um, was a very big defining moment in my wrestling content creation career. And I hope that this can inspire everyone to just, you know, be courageous. Um, like Gerard, the professor says, who was just on here, um, all it takes is, is five seconds of courage or a little bit more than that to just do what you think is impossible and it'll open up doors for you. So I just wanted to share that moment because it's special to me and because it has to do with women's wrestling as a whole. And without three of the, the three of those women, we wouldn't be where we are today when it comes to women's wrestling. So I just wanted to share that before we got started with WOW proper. So yeah, I know that was a little bit mushy and kind of off the beaten path, but I just wanted to share that because that happened a year ago today. So, yeah. Well, thank you for, well, I know you shared it with me already and I did see your social media post, but again, uh, as I've said previously, it's always, it's already hard for us uh, women in like the wrestling space. And so when we have our little moments, that's just, you know, an extra happy moment for us going on our paths or whatever paths we're taking. It's always, it's always great to share that. Just like, oh man, this is something nice that happened. And so thank you for sharing that. Of course. And, you know, it is hard and it has been hard, you know, even in the past week or so. But we have to keep fighting a good fight and knowing that our voices belong in wrestling, whether it's about the women or even about the men, too. Like our voices belong and we definitely have a place here. And don't let anybody take your place, you know, away from it. Don't ever let anybody tell you what you can and cannot do. You take up space wherever you are. OK. And you just never know what might be in store for you once you do decide to to be courageous and take up that space. So yeah, that's my little, it's our, our little inspirational nugget for today. But let's go into this episode of WOW. So Katrina, how did you feel about this episode of WOW as a whole? I thought it was really good. We, again, we were waiting for a specific matchup that happened at the end. We were waiting for this for some time, uh, but it also was good. I believe we saw Sandy originally in LA. I feel like that was the first time I seen her, I think, on a match. I think, I believe. I feel like she was one of the people that was on the, uh, in that uh, Battle Royal uh, in LA Comic Con. But it was nice to kind of see, you know, you kind of see a little tidbit of a, of a character or a superhero. It's like, oh, let's see some more. And so it was really good to see that. Um, and it's also good to kind of see G.I. Jane outside of, you know, what she's been in the team. And so that was really cool. So I thought it was a really, uh, like, fantastic episode this week. Yes, this episode was fantastic. Like, I really did enjoy it. Um, it was just full of different things, like a lot of the different things that we've come to know WoW for. Um, I really enjoyed it and learned more about a lot of different people whom we had seen on um, WoW before. And then, of course, we learned more about people who we hadn't really seen on television before. So I really did enjoy this episode. It was really great. And then when I watched it back, I was just like, yeah, this was really enthralling. I liked it. So we're going to go into, well, actually, before we go to the first match, they did show a little bit of a recap of everything that happened um, leading up to the main event, which was, of course, the um, tag team title match between the Tonga Twins and the Carlson Twins as well. So they did show that. But then, of course, um, it led into our first, very, very first match. So our first match was Robbie Rocket, who we hadn't really seen um, on television in a minute, but, you know, here she is, 
versus the debuting Sandy Shore. Now, of course, you know, when we, um, in what you were talking about, Katrina, we did see her at LA Comic Con and we also saw Crystal Waters too, but we hadn't really seen her on television either um, since that Comic Con episode aired. But basically, um, Sandy Shore made her debut against Robbie Rocket. Robbie Rocket had a little bit of a new look going on with her Kangol hat. And I thought that was really cute. It was giving LL Cool J, um, who is one of my favorite um, rap artists and just personalities as a whole. Shout out to him. Um, and I know he's also from New York, too. So, yeah, shout out to y'all. Um, so, yeah, like her whole look was just really cute. And you had Sandy Shore coming out there. You're looking like she was about to enjoy a really hot, a good day at the beach with her beach ball and all of her. She actually had on some nets and stuff on her pants, which... You know, it was just really cute and really unique. So I really liked it. So I didn't know exactly what to expect from her. But what we got was really lit. Okay, like she took Robbie Rocket to the limit um, in this match. You know, there was a couple of times where a lot of her quickness did come into play throughout the match. But then Robbie Rocket was just trying to ground her. Um, she had hit multiple suplexes on her and... And, of course, you know, the match started with Sandy Shore having a headlock right there, um, like in that picture and stuff. And it seemed like for a second there, Robbie Rocket was kicking her down and being, being kind of disrespectful and aggressive there. But Sandy Shore was able to outsmart her when Robbie Rocket went for a second suplex and then maneuvered out of it and covered her up with like a small package in order to win the match. So Sandy Shore won her debut match here on WOW. And Robbie Rocket looked like she was very disappointed with that outcome. But hey, that's just what happens. Sometimes the new people are lucky against the OG people. And Sandy Shore wound up winning. So this was a relatively short match, you know, in comparison to a lot of the matches that start off episodes of WOW. But, you know, it was the debut of a new girl. So it was really cool. Or a new superhero. So it was really cool that way. So, Kat, how did you feel about this match and the performance of Sandy Shore? That was good. Um, I, I like that she, you know, kind of kept on her. I feel like if you're trying to make a name for yourself as a debuting, like, solo superhero, that's probably the right way to go about it. And I thought she did, like, that really good. Of Even though it wasn't, like, really a long match, the time that they had, she kept on her. And I think that's what got her to the win. Because while Johnny did try to do certain things, she was right on it. And I think that speaks more so to, like, she might be a problem, like, and not in a bad way, but, like, a problem, somebody you might have to watch out for in a while. Like, maybe this is somebody who can be at the top soon. I feel like wrestlers like that, especially on a debut when they're, like, kind of getting, kind of have your card already. <laughs> like, they kind of already had your card pulled already, or they like kind of already kind of know what they're... That's somebody you probably should watch out for later on. And so I thought it was a fantastic... Like, I get that, you know, Johnny might have been a little savage because nobody wants to lose. You know, everybody wants to... um lose anything everybody you know wants to win and feel great about that but hopefully johnny takes this as a learning lesson and come back a little better or come back more prepared i want to say i just feel like she came in wanting to make sure she won her debut and she did that so i thought it was a good open i do wish it was a little longer but good open overall 
Yeah, it was a good opening overall. And um, I can't wait to see more of what Sandy Shore has to offer because, like we said, the match was relatively short. But what we what I did see, though, was still pretty good. Um, but I just can't wait to see more of it. And as far as Robbie Rocket goes, I just want to see more of her, you know? Um, it's been a minute since we've really seen her. But, of course, you know, we know that she does have um, a really big schedule considering she does have a persona outside of WoW, like you said. Um, so I can't wait to see more of what she has to offer and um more of what you know she has to give in terms of wow but in the comments we have jd saying hey like yeah we're in the house steph and cat cat in the house it's a party every week okay i'm sorry um <laughs> disney channel um <laughs> don't sue us please um but yes um that was a really good opener so Sandy Shore came out with the win. So our second match was something that really, really intrigued me, though, especially in these past few weeks where we've been seeing Miss Ma'am everywhere, including in Janelle Monae's music video for Lipstick Lover. And shout out to Janelle, who just announced that she is going on a North American tour and she's stopping by in my hometown. And I can't wait because I actually bought my ticket. I can't wait to see her. But yes, this next match, we had G.I. Jane versus Chantilly Chella. And this was really cool because I believe this is about the first time we've seen G.I. Jane like in a solo match, isn't it? Yeah. I believe so. Yeah, this is the first time we've really seen her in singles competition. Like we've normally seen her in tag teams. And then before the match got started, you know, we did see a little bit more of her story, even though it wasn't like a whole lot that it looked like maybe they had cut some, but they did show her in training because of course she is a drill sergeant and they showed her sort of crawling through the mud and sort of yelling at people and um, having that whole army persona that you're used to seeing a lot of the time. And you can tell she's very serious that she takes, you know, her athleticism very seriously as someone who has served in the military. And we do thank her for her service. So, you know, that was just one of the things that they did show in terms of story time for G.I. Jane. But hopefully we'll learn more about her. Um, and then something cool that I noticed was the fact that in the audience, she had a cluster of fans rooting for her. And they called themselves the Jane Gang. And I was like, oh, that's creative and cute. I liked it. That's real cute. But of course, you know, the match got started. She came in looking as imposing and as beautiful as she knows how to look. And then you have Chantilly Chella coming in with all of her happy dancing skills. And of course, this wouldn't be an episode of WOW if Chantilly didn't throw the cape at David. And David, you know, took the cape for himself this time. Shout out to DMAC. And after, and then once the match got started, Chantilly was dancing, you know, in front of G.I. Jane. You know, trying to get her to loosen up a little bit. But Chant but um, G.I. Jane wasn't having it. And she started yelling at her to do push-ups. And then right when Chantilly was doing the push-ups... She decided to kick her in her back and out of the ring. And I was like, God dang, this is just a taste of how brutal G.I. Jane was being in this match. Because, of course, we know Chantilly Chella is, of course, you know, a kickboxing expert. She moves really fast in the ring, and she is probably one of the best high flyers that they have. Then you have G.I. But when you mash that up against G.I. Jane, who has size and power on her side, like, you're going to be grounded. And just like in this picture here, she was utilizing her legs and her knees to try to break down Chantilly piece by piece. Like this was a submission that she had, you know, tying up her leg with her knee in her back and grabbing her chin like that. Like G.I. Jane 
is something serious. Like she is not to be played with. And she gave hard hits throughout the match. And even as Chantilly was being resilient throughout the match, there was one point where she did, you know, get a second win. But then just after she got her second win, she went for a roundhouse kick and missed it. And then G.I. Jane gave her the big boot in order to win the match. And G.I. Jane won her first singles match at WOW in a very dominating fashion. You love to see it because, of course, she is a black woman and we rooting for everybody black here on Women's Wrestling Talk. But you low-key feel sorry for Chantilly because she had been, you know, on a winning streak for, like, at in over the past couple of weeks. So now she's lost to G.I. Jane. And, yeah, I'm just wondering, you know, how can she bounce back from that? But Katrina, how did you feel about the performance of G.I. Jane here? It's fantastic. Uh, that's something we uh, we mentioned prior when she was been in the matches with the disciplinarian, even last like last week with her just kind of being there. She's a tough cookie. You know, like she's somebody I feel like is just that whole, even though she's like supposed to be military type base, that clearly that shows in her wrestling. And I felt like, while I get Chantilly was trying to like loosen her up, she's a heel at the end of the day, and she's one of the what you call a like a disciplined heel. You know, she's military. You know, in military they're about you know on it, and so she. I feel like in this regard, her mission was to win the match, and she did. And so you know, I like Chantilly, and I like that she likes to be lively, and that's great. But in this, again, sometimes you have to. This is what now you ask yourself. What do I need to do in this matchup? Do I have to change how I go about this matchup? And I felt like she probably should have tried to adjust how she went in because she went in like, oh, this is going to be like fun and everything. And G.I. Jane wasn't letting her have that. She shut that down really quick. <laughs> she shut that down very quickly. And then even when Chantilly got a little bit of a, like, reversed it a little bit, she shut it right back down. So she went in on a mission to win this match. And I think Chantilly should have went in like maybe not being so like, happy-go-lucky and not that there's anything wrong with being happy-go-lucky i think it's always going to have good positive vibes and energy but in this regard for some opponent like gia jane you probably should have came in being a little bit more serious we've seen chantilly get a little bit serious in previous episodes when she kind of had to like kind of go in there and do what she needed to do and i felt like this was probably a time she should have done that and not be so lax about it because it cost her a match yeah, definitely. But of course, you know, like we did mention, this was G.I. Jane's first time in singles competition. And when it comes to Chantilly Chella, I'm now I don't know if I'm remembering this or if I'm making this up because sometimes I do be booking matches in my head. Um, I've been like, I do wonder if there was a time where Chantilly actually faced off against G.I. Jane in a tag team match. Like, I don't know if I'm imagining that or what, but it's just that maybe Chantilly didn't necessarily know how to prepare for someone who really hadn't had a singles match before. Like, maybe she could have gone back and studied the tag team tape. Maybe she should have, you know, not take, not, you know, had such a fun, easygoing atmosphere. And I don't like to say that because you can be fun and be serious at the same time. But when it comes to someone like G.I. Jane, who is so powerful and, you know, basically like, really strong and stuff like you can't just come in all willy-nilly either so you are definitely right about that like maybe chantilly could have changed her approach just a little bit maybe you know take down her legs you know because that was definitely a thing that gi jane was using a whole lot she was using her legs a lot with the kicks and with the stomps or whatnot like if you had torn down you know her knee or her leg at some point like maybe she would have had the upper hand there 
But who knows? Maybe Nick, maybe this time Chantilly will actually use that as a um learning opportunity. But I am glad to see G.I. Jane, you know, step out there in a big way outside of the shadow of, you know, the disciplinarian and um Samantha Smart and stand on her own. And I say this every week, but I just really wish G.I. Jane was a face. Because <laughs> I just want a roof Like she's just so amazing. She's amazing. She's beautiful. Like, I just want to root for her. But I guess in my soul of souls, I'm always rooting for her. But, you know, I just wish she was a good guy. It would just make it so much easier. But, you know, I love me a face. <laughs> so big ups to G.I. Jane and the Jane gang um, for winning that match and for going forward with the rest of her WOW career. Now, of course, um, here on Women's Wrestling Talk, we have so many different shows that you can watch, you know, layered to and tied to all of the wrestling that you love to watch throughout the week. There are so many shows you can watch, so many pay-per-views going on at a time. It almost wants to make your head spin. But either way, if you are overwhelmed by all the wrestling that's going on, but you still want to keep up with everything that's happening, you can follow us. You can subscribe to us and we can always keep you in the loop for all the women's wrestling that you love and all the regular wrestling that you love. But don't just let me talk about it. We'll let our CEO TK talk about it. Hey peeps, TK Trinidad here, boss lady of Women's Wrestling Talk. And I want to say thank you so much for watching because you've got millions of options. Plus, you don't have to worry about sharing your password to check us out. But while you're here, hopefully you know we have so many more shows to watch. Like Turnbuckle Glam, Raw Post Show, WOW Post Show, AEW Dynamite Post Show, Women's Wrestling Army Post Show, NXT Post Show, Impact Wrestling Post Show, AEW Rampage and SmackDown Live Post Show, On The Scroll, ROH Post Show. WWT Live, plus all of our interviews with the hottest women's wrestlers in the game. Make sure that you like, comment, and subscribe. Check out our website at www.talkpod.com and follow us on all social media platforms at www.talkpod. And make sure to spread the word. That means send this to the group chat. Yes, even the person with the green bubble. Thanks again so much for watching Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Ciao for now. In other words, we in here. And of course, shout out to TK for being the fabulous, fearless leader that we know her to be. And of course, you know, just know you can check us out on all of the shows, every last one, because of course, Raw comes on tonight and then we have an after show for that too. And then tomorrow is NXT. So we don't have an after show that comes on after NXT, but it comes on the Thursday after. So you can check that out with Katrina and Shay and all the other shows that we have going on. And of course, you know, we did have WWT Live um, before our show. So please check that out because they have amazing conversations there so yeah just check us out and just check us out and just check us out okay so moving to the next match we had chainsaw versus steffi slays now this match scared me i'm not gonna hold you i love steffi slays for obvious reasons <laughs> not just because she's good but because she and i are named twins um but it's just that when it comes to someone like chainsaw who's just been imposing like, she's been absent the past two weeks, but honestly, you know, 
the last time she was wrestling, they showed clips of her, you know, choking people out and not really winning matches, but just torturing people. And they even showed, of course, when her and Angelica Dante, her little sister, were torturing um, Candy Crush with the whole um, stolen boxing gloves thing. So in the midst of all of that, you know, Chainsaw has just been wreaking havoc on the women of WoW here lately. And when they announced that Steffi was going to fight her, I was just like, oh, my God, why? No shade to Steffi, though, because she is a wild OG, and I do not want to take that credit away from her at all. But it's just that Chainsaw is just unhinged. And something that I did forget when it comes to Chainsaw is just how terrifying her jacket of a thousand faces is. Like, it is so creepy to look at every time she wears it out to the ring. And she wore it out, you know, during her entrance, you know, for this match with Angelica Dante. I was just like, oh my God, this is just the creepiest thing ever. Like, if you are not a horror girl, like, this will creep you out. And I am definitely not a horror girl. I can't stand it. It's just really, like, I just can't, like, just get <laughs> It gives me the heebie-jeebies. I can't take it. I am definitely a horror girl. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, Katrina loves the horror. And, you know, shout out to her and her channel. Please check out all of the content she has created centered on horror. Um, that is her thing. It's not my thing. So it's just like seeing stuff like that just really bothers me. It makes my flesh kind of crawl. But either way, you know, this match was pretty okay in the sense that you saw Steffi Slays is... Um, resilience on display and you saw her fighting spirit that she's really famous for here like she fought tooth and nail to try to get the upper hand on chainsaw she really did she really did try with her um quickness and her agility as you can see right there where she was running up the ropes you know for a um oh my gosh what is this move <laughs> i forgot the name of this move i'm so mad but basically she really tried her best here but as you can see chainsaw really does a does a really good job of torturing her opponents because this was where Angelica Dante was coaching her on how to rip her mouth open like with her hands by using the jacket with the faces and everything she was like do this chainsaw do this and I was just like oh my god no and she picked her up and I think she threw Steffi into um one of the turnbuckles you know one time and it was just really bad like this was just really bad I was just like oh my god Steffi get out of there but she tried to fight and fight but it just it was just to no avail and chainsaw finally lifted her up and when it looked like she was about to choke her out the way that she had done her other opponents she slammed her down to the ground and then she ran into the ropes and then hit a splash onto her in order to win the match so it looks like Angelica Dante has been trying to help her, you know, focus more on gaining victories as opposed to being like a torture animal. And I think that's really good, I guess you could say. I guess good for her, but not good for her opponents. But either way, you know, that's good for Chainsaw. She can focus on her wins and stuff. But yeah, it was just really tough to watch. It was really tough to see Steffi go out like that. So Katrina, how did you feel about this match? <laughs> I wasn't surprised with the outcome. I feel like we already know, like even when we thought think of, you know, uh Cybern and Holodead, that of the group, you know, Chainsaw was the one you kind of had to get through. She was the one that was a bit tougher, the one who was a bit 
like harder to kind of knock down. And so I wasn't surprised. And then you go, you, so I went in thinking like, well, maybe, maybe Steffi could get some kind of really good offense. But I felt like for the most part, she was kind of manhandled, uh, unfortunately, uh, where <laughs> she like, it, it, it was, it was rough in regards to watching like, oh man, like you hope it just a little bit like, look at, get her foot at some point, get something. And Chainsaw wasn't allowing that. And if uh, Angelica is doing to the point where she's trying to keep her more focused, it might, she, I, I, I say this often, but I always like to see the different people, if they can make it to the top or the different people that you can see that could be a threat to Penelope. And so if she focuses on like how Angela is saying, where you kind of just keep focused and she's already dominant, she could be somebody that can really be a problem later on. And so, um, it, it was like it made me sad for Steffi. It did, but it also just showed you just how dominant Chainsaw is. And I feel like maybe with a little, like smoothing out the edges, just a little rough around the edges, but like not in a bad way, you know. And that's what her sister is doing, being like, you know, I let me handle it on my end, and you just do what you do in the ring. She really well could be somebody that might can give Penelope, you know, like could be have Penelope's card. You're going to always look at other people that, you know, who wants to be like the top person and wow. And so it, it said more about how dominant Chainsaw is. I felt like anything is Steffi. I felt like I had really not much of a chance. It, it felt like she kind of just manhandled her in most of that match. Um, and it just shows just how much Chainsaw can do on her own, even outside of being with Siren and outside of being with Holodent. And so that's just somebody that's like, okay, you can just back in your mind, you keep that, like, she's proving that she can do it clearly. Like, even thinking of, like, Hart and Vicky, uh, like, a match between the two of them, two very dominant, like, women. Like, I feel like that would be, like, a crazy match, you know? And so... <laughs> I like it was a good match, but I did feel a little bad for Stephanie because I'm like, damn, you had like no, like just none, like not even a, I was hoping. And I was just like, no, she's not even allowing you to get like, a little bit of hope. She just kind of dashed that down really quickly. And so, really well, we can see somebody that could be a problem or even be somebody that can get Vicky knocked down if she needs to because she's somebody who's also like a tough person, somebody that's kind of really go against. And so, who knows? But I do think it was, it just showcased how tough Chainsaw is. And I think that was nice, kind of nice to see. Yeah, Chainsaw would be the one that would humble a Vicky Lynn McCoy, right? Because it's like, they sort of match up when it comes to that size. Like, they really are, you know, like a match made right there. So, they be that's a well-even fight. So, I, I actually wouldn't mind seeing it, but I'm not sure if those bourgeoisie women would want to fight somebody like Chainsaw, who's just so rough and tumble and who's just a, a horror monster. Like, they might be scared of her. Even though I know Miss Tulsa Tornado wants to add, like, she ain't scared of nobody. I really think, like, she really might be scared of Chainsaw. But that's a really good match to book, though, like, for real. Um, that's a really good suggestion. I liked it. Um, but, you know, throwing Chainsaw. Out there well. <laughs> yeah, just throwing it out there. Hey. So, you know, it's just, um, it's just, you just never know exactly with Chainsaw. She's just a wild card. But here again, like you said, you know, Angelica Dante might be, you know, polishing those rough parts in her and might turn her into more of a focused competitor while also, you know, channeling that rage that she has, that monstrous rage. But shout out to Steffi Slay, though, for trying to fight and do the best she can um, because it takes a lot of bravery to do that. But, you know, us Stephanies tend to be brave in a lot of things. So, yeah, big ups to Steffi Slays for trying to try, but, you know, Chainsaw came out with the win here. So, 
WoW did something really interesting. They made an announcement um, saying that there was going to be another, um, I believe, another tag team title match between Miami Sweet Heat and I believe Jennifer Flores and was it Steffi Slayers or was or was it a different partner that she had? I, I, I can't remember, honestly. Like, because when it happened, they showed it like right before the main event. I was like, oh. <laughs> and then and I was just like, oh wow, okay, that's that's different. But either way, you know, next week we do have, you know, a cool card coming up. And I'm more than sure they'll make more announcements on social media, you know, as the week gets further in um to the stuff. So of course, we get to our main event. The main event, the main event. And, of course, this is a match that I've been manifesting ever since that eight-woman tag team match between the Island Dynasty and the Fab Four. This is, of course, the rematch between the Carlson Twins, Miami Sweet Heat, and the Tonga Twins for the Wild Tag Team Championships. Now, they did show some backstage interviews from both women, um, or at least both sets of teams, and the Tonga Twins definitely sounded like they were ready, but something that devastated me was when they mentioned that they didn't need any help in order to win the titles, and I low-key feel like that was to their detriment a little bit. Like, that disappointed me a little bit. I was just like, mm -hmm. come on now, you know how to fab four runs. Like, I understand y'all want to be courageous or whatnot and do it on your own, but babies, y'all got to get some reinforcements because you know the Fab Four is going to come with those reinforcements. And yeah, I do admire them for going ahead and fighting anyway. But then you also had the Carlson twins talking about how they're, how since they've won the titles, how they're used to their Hollywood taste now, now that they're affiliated with Lana Star or whatnot, and how they're going to utilize that to stay on top and not sacrifice that. So. With that in mind, we got the match cracking. And this match got cracking in a very unique way because as the Tonga Twins were waiting for Miami Sweet Heat to make their entrance, they got hit from behind by the Carlson Twins. And it was just like, it was the perfect plan because it's just like you are, you're always expecting the women to come out, you know, amongst that smoke and stuff um from backstage but you're never expecting anybody to, to hit you from behind and that's exactly what they did and then lana star came out there with both of their titles and of course they were posing in the middle of the ring before the match could get officially started but then once that bell rang it was game time and the tonga twins came in hot they were stomping a mud hole in both of the twins multiple times they were really like hitting each other and slamming each other and stuff but then of course you have the carlson twins who were utilizing their um tag team chemistry as well as their ring awareness and of course their dirty tactics to try to get the upper hand on the tonga twins um, and then there was this really impressive spot during the match where they actually jumped and did like a backflip onto the Tonga Twins outside of the ring. Like that was really cool. And they had them hyped up or whatnot. And the Tonga Twins, of course, you know, powered out of just about everything they had. And it took a lot out of the Carlson Twins in order to keep them from getting the one, two, three multiple times, like throughout this match. Like this was a really good match. Like this was the longest match of the episode. Um, but either way, like this match was a good back and forth. But what blew it, what absolutely blew it for me, and yes, I'm about to start on my little rant because I was doing good until they started this. They get distracted by Lana Star hopping up. The referee gets distracted by Lana Star hopping up on the apron. 
And then up comes Vicky Lynn McCoy from behind to spear one of the Tonga twins right in front of the ref. These women had the audacity to cheat in front of the ref in order to keep the titles. And this was where one of the Tonga twins actually, yes, Kona actually had one of the twins up on her shoulder, like getting ready to slam her. But then all of a sudden, the other twin, Chaos, gets speared by Vicky Lynn McCoy, and then they had to ring the bell. So the Tonga twins won by DQ, but the Carlson twins are still the Wild Tag Team Champions. Now, mind you, I understand the fact that Vicky Lynn McCoy was doing her little enforcer job or whatever, saying that she was going to keep the titles with them by any means necessary, hoopla, blah, blah, blah. But this made me mad because y'all cheated the first time. The very first time in that tournament, because they showed it back in the episode, they cheated the first time with Penelope Pink and Lana Star, and then y'all gonna cheat with Lana Star and Vicky Lynn McCoy this time. And it's giving y'all are really afraid of them. It's giving that y'all really know that if y'all had to fight them fair and square, you know that the Tonga Twins could beat you. Because they really were about to win that match. Let's be real. Like, let's keep it 100. Let's keep it a buck. They were about to get beat. And the idea that they still have to cheat in order to keep it, like, that just made me upset. Even though I understand that Vicky Lynn was being real with us when she said that, like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to keep the title, blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, girl, get you some business. It irritated me. But then after that point, um, the Tonga Twins cut a promo and said that regardless of whether or not they hold the titles, they still have the hearts of the people and David McLean, you know, cut a promo and said that maybe at some point, you know, they can have a rematch for the title and find a way to sort of reinforce the ring or whatever to keep the other women out. But honestly, I'm just like, why didn't you think of that earlier? DMAC? no disrespect, OG, but seriously, why didn't you think of that? Like, what is it? Like, what will it take for the Tonga twins to have a fair fight at this point? I want a wild steel cage match. I don't care if the steel cage has to be purple or if it has to be pink, whatever color you need to find. Do a wild steel cage match because I'm not sure if that's ever been done, but that might need to be done because I'm tired of the shenanigans of the Fab Four. The Tonga Twins should be the tag team champions. They should have been the tag team champions after the tournament, and they definitely should have been the tag team champions now. The Fab Four are going too crazy, and I'm going to need for David Mack to reel it in real quick. But, Katrina, before I go off on a whole nother tangent, I'm going to let you get your feelings off real quick. I knew something was going to happen, honestly. <laughs> and I was hoping I was hoping I was wrong. I was hoping that they were going to actually do it, but I just knew because mm -hmm. there's not, except for that one penalty match where she did win it clean, and there was no interference. Usually, in particular, with the Carlson twins, there's interference in their matches, and it does... You know, if you if you're gonna, you know, I get the whole cowardly heel thing. I know that's a thing. Like you're a heel, you got your belt, but you're a bit of it's cowardly type. But if you're gonna talk about your all of these things on top of the thing, back it up. I'm a firm believer in if you're gonna say what you're gonna say, well, back what you say up. So when I say it's what it is, I back what I say up. I don't be like, well, one day and then no, no, never mind. Like I don't do that. And so I'm a firm believer. I, speak on your words so if you're gonna if you're gonna do all this like you're up top of the chart you guys are the group because you guys all have the belts and i guess in regards to titles yes 
But then every time it's time for you guys to win the match, it's like, well, let's throw somebody in there and hope, you know, they do enough that we can keep our belts without really doing something as championship. And so that I I knew. And I was just like, the Taga Twins, they were the first two times we had this match. Because remember, this was tw this is now the third technical with that first nonsense the first time with all of that. And then the second match ended the way it did, and they wound up not winning the title. So this is like the third time now. And it's always some kind of shenanigans happening during the matches, especially in particular with the Tonga Twins. And I do think, if anything, it does stop, it seems as if they are afraid of them. The Tonga Twins was doing what I knew they were going to do come in and be dominant. And that's one of the reasons why I felt they should have had the belts in the first place. And again, this is not even shade to the Carlsons, but we we just, I said this as like they came in from the very beginning, dominant in every match leading up to those finals. And so the fact that they still don't have it again, and it's like, come on. And then to have somebody else come in and they, it should have been the stipulation, which, which I've seen happen sometimes that if somebody interfered, you still lose the title. Because then I felt like if that case they might have been more inclined to fight their battle on their own. And if there was a chance, they could still lose the title. It doesn't happen often with those type of matches, but it should have been because knowing him, David coming, I was like, listen here. <laughs> I know you said a lot nicer, but I'm like, dude, no, what are you like? What was you doing? So all these weeks, what was you doing? Were we not watching the same thing? Were we not like, how is it now? You're like, let's make it so nobody come in the ring. What were you doing this whole time? This was happening since before, you know, like December of last year when they kept doing shenanigans leading. So it was like always something happening, always something happening. How were you like not aware that you might've done did something to make sure for this, because this was a match we've all been waiting for this rematch. Make sure they can't have anybody come in. No Lana, no Penelope, no Vicky. Let them, and if they, if they would've won it that way, that at least would've stand on what they were saying, like, okay, we are the champions for a reason, rather than you got a championship off the fluke. And that's what it's looking like. So I don't know, I just feel like his response afterwards, I'm like, my guy, you are in charge. Put your foot down. <laughs> You're in charge, put your foot down. Why are you saying it like, oh, me? no, 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 be firm. You know, he was firm when he mentioned the whole Jesse thing. Mm -hmm. in the beginning when they were doing the tournament for the tag teams in the first place. And Jesse was like, you know, she never lost. He was firm when she had to find a partner. So be firm in, in this. Be firm. Put your foot down. You're in charge. Why are you like, I don't know. When it, like, maybe. This is maybe here. Put your foot down and we can finally get an actual rematch with no shenanigans. Every match that they've had, it's been shenanigans. And it's like, all right. Because I was looking forward to this. So I was a little annoyed. I was. <laughs> I was. And I knew there was going to be something. I knew it. I knew it was going to be Vicky. I just knew it. And while I respect that Vicky stood on her word, I was saying, I got you guys. In regards to the twins, Vicky doesn't say as much as the other ones say. I feel like Vicky says, if she's asked, then she'll say, this is what I'm going to do. But she's not bragging, bragging to the point where it's like, oh, well, I'm this, this, and this. She's actually just enforcing. I think the others might need to take a little page out of that book because at least she's backing up what she's saying on, like she's doing what she's doing on her own. Even in her solo matches, she's been doing what she's been doing on her own. Like she doesn't really need anybody to kind of interfere for her. She's been doing it. So I don't know, but I was annoyed. I was just like, oh. <laughs> like guys, I've been waiting for this rematch for months. Like why are we playing? And so I don't know. And I guess with them even announcing that the Carlson's had a match next week, kind of also gave it away a little bit too. Cause I'm like, how do we even know? Like, how is this even mentioned right now? We didn't have the match yet. That should have been after. Should have been, and that told me also, like, okay, they're probably gonna win this, and here we are. And so, I was just like, oh, you guys. So, I mean, it was a good match, but I wasn't really annoyed with the end. I'm not. I was because I'm like, 
you guys could have gave us this correctly without interference and if they lost so if they wanted whatever to weigh then it would have worked and we'd be like okay cool but they didn't do that so yeah and then what upsets me is it's like with the match next week you can basically assume that they're gonna try and pull the same thing next week well, not next week, this coming weekend. Like, you can only, like, it's probably just safe to assume that they're going to do the same thing. And that just irritates me. Like, it's just like, how many times are we going to let these women do this? And what's so sad is the Carlson twins don't even have to cheat because they are naturally good anyway. Like, when, like, in that tournament, the first time they announced that they were going, the Carlson twins were going to fight the Tonga twins, I was excited and I was pumped because both of these women, you know, have the whole twin telepathy thing. And because of the fact they have, they both have really great tag team chemistry. So the idea that they would actually, you know, take assistance from Lana Star and Penelope Pink, you know, as the Fab Four. I mean, I get it, you know, but at the same time, I don't get it because you guys are already good. Like, why don't you believe in yourself? I feel like there's, well, hold on. I, I feel like I'm low-key about to get into like a psychology bag or like a self-esteem, self-help bag. Like, because it's just like, do you not believe in yourself? Do you not think that you are good enough to win on your own and of your own merit that you feel like you have to utilize the help of some Hollywood diva and her two blowhards? Like, y'all don't have to do that. Y'all don't have to do that. Y'all really are good on your own outside of the fact that y'all keep calling Miami the magic city when clearly it's Birmingham. But outside of that, I mean, y'all are fine. Like y'all really don't have to do all that. And it's just so frustrating. It's really frustrating. It's aggravating. I hate it. I really hate it. I, no, I agree. I really hate it. And that's how it ended. And then when it comes to David, like, I'm going to need for you, you know, really to just step up and say, you know, this isn't right. And if you really are going to seek, seek to punish him, like put them in a steel cage. Give us a wow steel cage match. Just do that. A wow elimination chamber. I don't know, but <laughs> but do something to basically just do it. Like, I just like because because I'm just tired of it. And yes, J.D., I do hate it. I hate it. I really hate it. So yeah, that's how that episode of Wow ended. Um, I do love that the Tonga twins were still standing tall and still believing in themselves, even though they didn't win. But I was still very irritated because the Fab Four just—they're as bad as the Bloodline at this point. But then again, they're not cracking and falling apart like the Bloodline at this point. So hey, whatever. We can be united. But that brings us to the end of our wow superheroes after show of course if you want to continue to support the show you can watch it wherever it comes on for you um in whatever state you're in go on their website wowe.com to check out whatever listings it comes on for you so you can catch it and of course if you can't catch it you know on cable or on tv or on pluto pluto tv you can watch it on youtube subscribe to wow superheroes on their youtube channel you can watch the matches there and sometimes they'll post even a full episode after that so you can watch it there as well and just continue to support women's wrestling on all platforms and also in all promotions so of course katrina thank you so much for joining me for this show and getting into it tell everybody where they can find and follow you and what you've got going on I am on most social media platforms, the Cat Trust, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, the E is a three there. Um, I am 
uh, going to release some new interviews soon. Just, you know, people's schedules, got to work around schedules. Uh, and I do have quite a few reviews, actually, that will be posting soon because I saw quite a few different movies recently. <laughs> so I have to review those things. And so those will be happening. Uh, some good reviews, some I'm like, oh, I guess. And you guys will see my ranting on that. Uh, <laughs> and I will be, if you are in the Florida area on June 30th, I'm only there for today. Um, I will be at Florida Supercon. Um, it was a bit of a, you know, decision, uh, about how, if I was going to do it or not, but after speaking to the woman who's doing all the panels and she was the one that ultimately convinced me to do it, um, about saying that we are there, there too. And I appreciated that sentiment, uh, with everything happening in Florida, if you guys know. So I will be there on June 30th at Florida Supercon. There's another wrestle meeting up happening before that, but at 345, I will be doing my Behind the Magic Woman of Color in wrestling panel with some awesome people to one of former women wrestling talk hosts and one of current <laughs> uh will be on there uh samira astrid and then we also have sahara uh who is a fantastic wrestler you might have seen her in AEW, and she's going to be there as well so i'm like really excited about that really grateful that they agreed to come <laughs> and uh be part of the panel so if you are in florida and i obviously will post a video it will make sure i get video to post it on my youtube as well for the new set of uh panelists i try to put it up every time uh but that's what's going on on my end Awesome sauce, awesome sauce, awesome sauce. And of course, you know, you can follow me, your girl Stephanie Hardy, on Instagram and Twitter at Queen Steph Hardy. I will be having three live interviews this week um, with some amazing people, um, amazing women in wrestling and content creation. So please be on the lookout for that for the Hardy Wrestling Podcast Live Vibe um, that will be taking place tomorrow, um, I believe Wednesday and Friday. So please be on the lookout for those interviews. Um, and also just continue to support me and my brand and all the stuff that I've got going on because yeah, um, you just never know where I'm bound to pop up or where I'm going to be um, at various points of my life. So please just continue to support me and follow me everywhere and listen to everything that I've got going on too. But most importantly, please follow and subscribe to Women's Wrestling Talk. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at www.talkpod, like it says on the screen. And of course, Follow us and subscribe to us on YouTube and Twitch and ring the bell every time we go live so you'll never miss an episode of anything we've got going on or any of your favorite after shows that we have going on for any of your favorite wrestling shows. Um, and just continue to just support us as we continue to fight the good fight and uplift women's wrestling in the best way. And of course, it is Pride Month. And because it's Pride Month, we send our love and our happiness and our support to the LGBTQIA plus community, um, to women, men, and everyone else under all the rainbows. We love you and support you here at Women's Wrestling Talk. And it's also Black Music Month, too. So it's a lot of cool stuff going on this month. But yeah, um, we just continue to celebrate and uplift everyone who deserves to be um, celebrated and uplifted here on Women's Wrestling Talk. So, of course, since this is the end of our time together, this is Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Um, and until next time, bye, y'all. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.
Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.